And you know, us sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents to the coaches to even the trainers. Yeah. And we're not afraid to share our journey. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. We're able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yes, I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yes, yes. that's it. Yes. It's time for us to, to let you know what's going on. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Shannon, at Can We Talk Sports. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm going to let Miss Kawasaka take the floor because yesterday <laughs> was her birthday weekend. And Yay! even I'm going to be on Lady. But listen, I'm going to let her take the floor because she was turned yesterday. Okay, so now she just left me. So listen, we were there celebrating at Harris House of Heroes. Exciting. We want to thank them for having us. We had a great time. We was laughing, talking, you name it. I mean, people showed out for her. So it, it was an exciting evening last night. And then during the week, Big Mama had a birthday. I'm telling you, AKAs was in the house. So I want to thank all of our fans. Thank you for wishing them a happy birthday, supporting them, um, encouraging them. That means a lot to us. Um, we work hard. Doing this is not easy. So supporting them has been um, beyond um, amazing. So I want to thank you for that. So now we're moving on because, listen, even though I'm, I'm watching this, I'm on the show. On this, on the side of the, over here is the TV, and the XFL game is on, and my son is playing, and so he had an amazing catch. And so when he see this, I want to say shout out to you, Jordan, for that awesome catch to get him down there to get the touchdown. Keep doing what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? So look, we have Miss Karen, she's coming, Kawasaka, and Big Mama, but I'm gonna move forward because I want to go ahead and get into this show. I had an opportunity about six months ago. Um, to do an in, um, an interview with Coach English um, on his radio show, Me and Jordan. And uh, we had a good time, just laugh, talk. We really had talked about some, some hard, you know, some tough things and yet, you know, brought some reality in. Well, Coach English gave me a call maybe about a week ago and we were talking about, um, he had a question about pertaining to his son. And so his son is Chris Turner. Listen, I saw Chris' videos. The Joker is cold as a CB. Listen, he was catching with one hand, intercepting on folks with one hand. I was like, wasn't afraid to go up and get the ball. Listen, he wasn't afraid to challenge you. I mean, he, he didn't care. He was like, I'm going to take it from you. And that's the end of the conversation. Cold with it. So I can't wait to bring him on because this subject we're talking about or this episode we're talking about that one decision that changes everything. Like... You go from draft, you know, get ready to go to the draft. You're like the number one CB, but one decision that was made changed everything. So can I bring our guest to the show? What's up, Coach on, English? What's happening? How you doing? Okay, you know I'm going to call you out, right? About what? Like what? Okay, listen, please. listen. 
listen, listen, Coach English. Remember the last time when I was on the show with you and Stanley, the, and you were supposed, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and you were supposed to drop off some baby clothes to him, to your godchild. <laughs> Did you drop them clothes off? First off, we can't we can't do that. Okay, this that was on our show. No, no, like, I listen, I, you know, I told you I was gonna check this part out, right? I don't wanna bring I don't wanna bring stuff from our show to your show. No, no, no. No, he is he is currently still waiting on these clothes. Um baby Leo, shouts out to baby Leo and my partner. <laughs> uh, Josh, baby my Leo, I was looking out. I was looking yeah. out for you, baby Leo. Baby, baby Leo's kind of outgrown those clothes by now, so I, I gotta yeah, come up with another, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that was months ago, and those. And the, the funny thing is, I've been to Josh's house about five, six times in the last baby three. Leo weeks. still didn't get the clothes. But the clothes are in the trunk of my car. I oh, just, that's, they just that's even out. worse. They that's just worse. never get out of the car. Like if they had their own legs and arms, I, we'd be good. I just always forget. So, yeah. I'm, I'm looking and, out for you and your clothes. And, baby, and my little and my nephew. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you no, know, they haven't made it to him just to answer your question. All right. So listen, um, Karen, you're on mute, honey. So I want to jump into this conversation, Chris. Hello, everybody. Here. Can you hear I me? Seen, yeah, we can hear you good. Um, I seen your video. Dude, cold with it. Like I was watching your YouTube footage and was just amazed. I was like, okay, I, I mean, draft opportunity, you was killing the game. So let's go back a little bit because then I, I want to go back to football at a young age. From my understanding, you didn't start playing to 11th grade? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. My, uh, my first year of, uh, of uh, high school football was 11th grade. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Oh, no. uh, Shannon, Shannon, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Right, we're going to tell the truth out here. We're going to be truthful, Chris. <laughs> Chris is back to first year of football. I can't. I can't hear. I can't. Wait, wait, no, wait. All really y'all know, this is father and son. Okay. So okay. this is the father and Chris's, son's episode. Chris's, Chris's first year of football was actually eighth grade, right? Chris was about. I guess about 80 pounds soaking wet. Okay. And Chris could not tackle to save his life. Chris would run from tackles. <laughs> he would just run from them. I mean, if somebody Chris would run off the field. Now he catch everything in sight. If it was a ball, he'd catch it. But if it meant hitting somebody, it wasn't gonna happen. So if you'd have told me then that this was going to be the result, which I see on on the YouTube videos and stuff like that. I I called you a liar. So, but uh, yeah, that's uh, Ooh. I got, I got I, no Chris. I have that video. I'm gonna release that video. How about that? Okay, I need you to release that video. Ooh, Chris, did oh, he no, just call you out on the eighth grade tackling that you was afraid? Oh man, <laughs> I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say I was afraid. I just I I just call it. Okay. Okay. So we skip along eighth grade. Nervous, now, you, uh -uh. now you jump to eleventh grade. So how did you start playing ball in eleventh grade? What happened? I mean, how did that all came about? Um, football came about honestly just not wanting to play track, having to 
wait until football, I mean, basketball season. Basically, stay in shape for, for uh, basketball. And um, and once I got out there, it was just a, I'm, I felt like I, I'm such a competitor that I didn't, every time I went out on the field, it's just, I gave it all I got. So, basketball, so would you say basketball was your passion? Yes, basketball basketball was was my first love. And then you got a taste of football. Basketball was my first love. In 11th grade and, and that's where it all began. So yeah, tell me about I, um, Okay. Can you hear me? I, okay, so uh, tell Okay, so tell me from 11th grade, right? You're going into now. You have mm -hmm. opportunities. So, who, what was your first? Who was your first college? You know, what colleges were looking at you? Um, after my after my junior season, after my eleventh mm -hmm. uh, grade year, mm -hmm. she said, "What colleges was looking at me?" Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think he's got a little delay. Yeah, he's got a little delay. I think. You have a little delay. Can you hear me? Okay, so coach, yeah. tell me what colleges was looking at him. Uh, it was uh, University of North Carolina and um, and Liberty University. Okay, those were all two that were on him after his junior year. Okay, so he ended up going to Liberty. Yeah, he uh, he ended up going to Liberty. Yes, so how was they? So how was the recruiting process with this? I mean, tell us a little because I I think what I want to do is I want to fans in the audience just kind of follow this journey and you know from all of a sudden you're 11th grade and you become an instant star in football when basketball was your passion right um, so yeah. take us uh, on that journey all right so like um i was coaching i was actually um one of the assistant coaches on the football team uh at lake marion high school um in santee south carolina and um uh Chris would have to come to practice with me or run cross country. Uh, I told him he had to do one of the two. So after being bored out there, he just coach uh, Carter said, man, just get him some pads. Let's, let's put him out there and see what he does. Let's see what position he can play. Um, he ended up playing wide receiver in corner. Um, I, uh, one year um, he had, uh, I think uh, 10 touchdowns um, as a receiver. Uh, he returned four or five. Uh, he, he returned two or three kickoffs returns for touchdowns. And then he had a couple of interceptions for touchdowns. Um, and uh, I don't know if you, well, of course, everybody knows Michael Williams. Uh, that was the other receiver um, who was at the place for the Chargers. That was the guy on the other side. And then Alex, Alex Brown, who now plays uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, was the other corner on the other side of him. Um, so it was a good program to be in. So colleges were always there. Um, and North Carolina and Liberty were interested. Um, I ended up with an opportunity to become the head coach at Demarcola High School, small 1A school. Um, and so I took the opportunity and I was going to leave Chris at Lake Marion where he was being successful on the field. Um, and then that year, that very same year in basketball, they won a state championship. Um, and uh, so he wanted to stay. Um, but uh, Chris kind of sort of. I uh, was having some issues here and there and I just didn't feel comfortable leaving him at a school without me being there right. um, to be able to navigate his, um, I, I felt like things were going to happen that I could not control. And so far I hadn't been able to control the environment, like what classes he were taking, um, 
the tutoring and how he spends his off time and um, making sure he got to school on time because going to a different school would have meant Chris didn't get to school on time. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we used to have to drive an hour to get to my job, to get to Santee. So if I'd have lived in Santee and drove an hour to Denmark, and I would have left an hour. To, Chris would have never got to school because he would have missed the bus. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so we um. So yeah. Yeah. he was mad. He was very very upset. But I ended up transferring to Denmark High School. Um, and it ended up being I, North Carolina dropped out. Um, wow. uh, after he transferred, and Liberty um, stayed on him. Uh, they came down to the school. Uh, shouts out to Coach Book. Um, Coach Book said he never heard of this place before. Uh, the school had a total of 198 students. Um, uh, the district had a total of 305. Uh, so as you could imagine how small it is. And uh, they didn't offer June football season. He actually injured his shoulder. What was the second game, Chris? Um, he injured his shoulder uh, the second game, and he was out for the rest of the season. First game, I'm sorry. And he actually is like the first half of the first game, injured his shoulder, was out for the rest of the season. Liberty continued to stay. Um, they just wanted to know that his shoulder was fine. Um, so after he got cleared, he came to a basketball game. And uh, Coach Book comes to the basketball game. And uh, Chris catches an alley-oop. He jumps over a kid to alley-oop, dunk the ball. Wow. And Apparently, Coach Book had his camera out, sent it to the head coach. The very next day, uh, 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 what was the D coordinator name? Coach uh, Chris was. Huh? Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Coach Wimbo. The very next day, Coach Wimbo came down. The defensive coordinator came down and offered him. Um, I think it might have been a couple of days later, Chris, had, Chris um, uh, committed. And that's pretty much how he ended up at Liberty. Okay, look at you, Chris. Go junior year, and then all of a sudden, superstar. So how <laughs> how was that journey for him? You know, how did he handle it mentally? Um, I think Chris's background um, made it. Uh, Chris had it had it rough. Um, his biological dad um, got locked up. He's about five or six, um, and then he didn't get out to his senior year. Um, uh, his mom, I, I don't, I, I ain't gonna go down that road, but it just wasn't a good situation for him um, overall. And I think that uh, what ended up happening with him um, is he learned how to live through a lot of adversity. And I think wow. that the process, and he's very, Chris is a very lovable kid. Like he is such a infectious, positive person. Um, and got it now his rage was on a hundred early on early on so me and him had some arguments i think uh his dad when his dad got out of senior year chris chris like i think cursed at me or something and my threat was always i'm gonna take you home so i packed the bag where we going i said you going home um, I took him to his dad's. House. I took him to his grandma's house where his dad, his dad had just got out, and so his dad was staying over there. And his dad, every time when his dad first came to the games, he hugged me, he cried, he said, "Thank you for everything you did." Yeah, you know. But it's, it's, I took him over there, and I told his dad what he did. You ever seen a lion jump on a giraffe? 
like that. That's basically what happened. And he kind of like shook Chris up and was like, man, you got to stop putting yourself in these bad situations. And Chris came back and he was a lot more, he was, he was better. And I just had to shake him up. And I think that sometimes we get comfortable when we make it to a certain place or a plateau and we kind of just, you, you sometimes got to get, you got to go back to where you were to really kind of humble yourself a little bit. Um, I told you the requirement for staying in my house was a 3.0 grade point average. That's the requirement wow. for being in my house. That's wow. what I require. So he had a he had a semester, a quarter where he got like, it was like a 2.9. And I went to the office. I went to the office and got transfer papers and took it to his class. And I said, what school do you want to transfer to? You want to go back to, you want to go back to Eau Claire? You want to go to Keenan? Wow. Off of 2.9. I said, I said, you know, these are filled out. Like they're filled out. Like where you want to go? He starts bugging. He tells the basketball coach, the football coach, that everybody coming, the athletic director, do not transfer him, please, please. I said, y'all not raising him. I don't care nothing about none of these sports. At the end of the day, wow, if he, right. if he don't make it, I need to know he got something. So his his requirement is a three He ain't got that. He got to go back to his mama because that's the requirement for being in my house. <laughs> and, and Wait, he to say, gotta go back to his mama. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta oh get out of here because that's the requirement. And I think that um, it it pushed him. And so going through all these different things to now having to go through this, um, I think he is um, he's he's able to deal with it because he's been through so much change and adversity and it's probably one of the strongest people I know and I know that he'll come out he's 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 always falling down and gotten back up and falling down and gotten back up so I think this is just another setback and you know they say setback set up comeback so I think that you know hopefully wow. he, he's learned his lesson through this hopefully so Chris are you here can you hear us now can y'all hear me I can hear you can you hear us pretty good uh, yes, ma'am. All right. So dad filled this in, you know, the, the, the 2.9 threat. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, hey, Chris, you know, as parents, Ooh. we start telling it all, right? So dad told him about the 2.9. Oh, ain't it? Yeah, he, the 2.9 oh, threat. And, you know, so Whew. how did you handle the um, pressure or the, the, responsibility you go you know you start playing in 11th grade um you're now the man you have a college yeah. looking at you how did you handle it mentally with everything that you were going through um i just i just looked at it as like you know i'm i'm not finished yet like this this is nothing like this is not the goal like i'm i'm not finished i just looked at it like it's only a step forward in what i'm trying to accomplish so Right. I just, you know, looked at it as a blessing, you know, but I'm not done. So I just basically stayed hungry. That's how I tried to, that's how, I, that's how I went after it. That's how I looked at it. That's how I learned to look at it. Like, you know, I'm never finished. It's always more to accomplish. So, so that's Liberty. I looked at that one. So you go to Liberty and now it's yeah. like, you are the man. How, tell us about that journey at Liberty. I mean, you're like, Killing a game at cornerback. Liberty, 
Can y'all? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, Liberty, Liberty was very different. I can say that. Um, coming from playing, barely playing in front of a thousand people, if five hundred people going and and playing in front of thousands and making plays and everybody knowing your name. I mean, it was it was a big it was a big change, a big a big uh, eye opener. Um, until what was what was out for me, what I really could accomplish. And so, um, just being able to to play that and 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 be there was was amazing. Like I couldn't couldn't actually nothing nothing better. So now the fame, um, you're getting ready. Things are moving fast. Um, now you have an opportunity to go to the draft, right? And you're just you're the you're, you're I mean you're you're getting record you know recognized. Things are happening. In this time, mm -hmm. you're dating, is that right? You're in a, a relationship. Yes, mom. So, how how was that journey in a relationship? Because it's in this relationship that that one decision cost you everything. So, in this dating process, where were you at? Like, take us on the journey of your dating process. The situation. Can can you repeat that one more time? That last part. So the dating process. Tell us about the journey. You know, everything was fine. Your things are going good. But then the one decision cost you everything. Cost you your you know liberty. It cost you draft opportunities. So when you were dating, everything was fine. And then what happened to to get you to the point where we are today? Does that make sense? Oh, man. And it's breaking up. Okay, so Coach, so why were we getting him? <laughs> Take us on that journey. Like, everything was fine, dating. So how did he get, how did we get to this point? Um, uh, yeah. For lack of better ways of saying it, he, he was an idiot. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, he, was, he, he was dating a young lady uh, from high school. Um, they had been together, geez, since sophomore year of high school. Oh, so they were um, together in high school. Yeah, and uh, they ended up going. She, she ended up going to Liberty with him, um, and then uh, as sort of his backbone, his support system, and uh, a lot of other. You know, she was just she was. But as things happen, you know, you grow away from each other and stuff like that. So they uh, ended up having a beautiful young girl um, and uh, they broke up, though. You know, sadly, they, they broke up and then uh, he started to deal with this young lady. Um, he decided to not deal with the young lady anymore. Things went a little left on him. She started contacting his ex, quote unquote, his ex, who was also his daughter's mom started to say some things, started to try to trip him up in some situations. And uh, Chris made an ill-advised uh, decision to uh, disseminate something to her family um, that he shouldn't have out of anger. Uh, it was a, the girl had sent him some, I don't know if I could, am I okay saying that, Shannon? I don't know. Man. But yeah, we, like what? Okay. I, I, she. Yeah, she uh, has sent him some nudes throughout time. And in Chris's frustration, uh, he sent um, 
that those nudes to her family in a group text. Uh, the group text happened to include her underage sister. Um, and the parents took it to the police department saying that uh, he had disseminated, uh, uh, had distributed uh, pornography to a minor. And thus. Wow. That's um, kind of how it all got started. But in the, okay, yeah, so. It started a snowball. It started to snowball because they went to prosecute. They were trying to prosecute him or trying to for this. Yeah. And then what ended up happening was since it's a violation against a female, um, it's considered under Title IX. Apparent, uh, I'm not going to say apparently, but it's considered under Title IX as far as the college is concerned. And they put him out. Um, they let him finish his degree online, but he could no longer be on campus, which means that he could not do his, his final year. So wow. after he was, he had to go to, uh, he ended up, we tried to transfer to a number of different schools, but nobody would touch him because of the Title IX violation. Um, and so, you know, uh, he ended up at the University of Charleston in West Virginia, a small, uh, I don't even know, maybe Division three school, if I'm not mistaken, or D2 wow. school. And, uh, you know, some hopes and dreams went out the window. Um, and I would say a, a few seconds of a click of a finger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, that's uh, deep right there. A few seconds of a click of a finger. Go ahead, Karen. Let me get this straight. So he sent on some pictures of someone else, but the person who sent the pictures didn't get punished, but he got punished because he sent the pictures. Yes, because she sent it to an adult, which was him. He, the, 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 but he, he sent them yeah. trying to protect himself to get basically to say, listen, this is she won't What's leave me alone and I'm just yeah. trying to get you to get her to leave me alone. But a 14 year old happened to be in the group chat. Mm. But she the was, thing, she was 15, something like that. 15. Um, underage. I, I don't remember the exact age, but she was underage. And so instead of it benefiting on his behalf, it backfired. Yeah. Um, wow. and I, I, he just didn't think, I don't, I don't think, uh, cause apparently when him and the girl were dating, they were like the whole family liked him. He met the family and, and, and they were all in a big family group chat with him. And so when he sent it out, he just sent it to that. Um, and, uh, of course the, I, I wouldn't say of course, but she was of the other persuasion. So you know, uh, people deal with things differently. Whereas I think if it was, uh, if it was somebody, a different, a different person, we're probably, it probably would have gotten dealt with differently, but they right. took it directly. They took it directly to the police. And, um, you know, I'm not saying I would have done anything different if I were in their position. Um, but I'm right. on the opposite side of the coin. So being that I am where I am and this is what happened. Um, I think the major thing, um, you know, when, when you're, when you're at the bottom, there's nowhere else to go, but up. Right. And I wow. think that that decision um, has him rocked there now. The rocked is basically rocked. It, it rocked his foundation. Right. It, but that's a good point. I like the fact that when you're at the bottom, there's nowhere but to go, to go up. That's a positive look to look at something like that. I, I, um, I applaud you well, for that, Father. The, the plus side of this is that he didn't, they didn't, he wasn't charged because if he would have been, would not have been considered like a sex 
they would have tried to stay like a sex offender yeah. because it was. So that's a plus because when you have that something of that target on your back, then it makes things harder. So, um, Chris, can you hear me? Uh, he, he, keep, he keeps going he's, in and out. He just keeps kicking them out. And I'm, okay. I'm upset. We can't get it clearer. Yeah, um, it's somewhere where he's at. His phone is not um, his. his I, uh, I should have had him come. I should have had him come here. So, um, so let's talk about his mental state when all this was happening. Um, because, like I said, you go from superstar. Um, I seen his footage. I seen the interview. I mean, he was he was there. Where was he at in the draft? Um, they were they were saying as high as uh, at one point it was high as, uh, happening. Oh, at one point, I'm sorry, I had two voices coming. In. Uh, at, at one point, they were saying as high as the bottom, you know, low first round, and as low as the fifth round. It was just at the at the beginning of the season, it was somewhere fifth round, and then by the because I think against Baylor, the first game of the season, the first um, he uh, was under suspension for some violation of a team rule somewhere. I, I can't remember what it was, but he didn't play the first half. The first play of the second half, he intercepted the ball and ran it back for a touchdown. And that kind of was where the season, it just kept gradually going up from there. His stock continued to rise. And uh, and he just needed another year of that stock being up to really solidify possibly a first pick. Well, you're talking about a 6-4 corner. He had to get up. They were saying he had to get up to about, he was at 176, 176 pounds. They were saying he had to get up to about 200, which was something that was totally feasible um, in doing. Um, and uh, if he would have got up to 200, he was definitely a high, high first round pick because he, uh, I think he clocked a 4-3, something 40. Um, and so, Ted, I, you know, by the test, you know, all the tests that they, that, that they picked on, that they would pick, he would have aced all of them. Um, the issue just be, you know, once they started doing the background check and started digging in to it, nobody wanted to touch it. Um, he had another couple of little infractions here and there that kind of made it seem like it was a, wow. I would say, a, a, a string of 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 bad decision making. Right. And so, so how was his mental state during this process? Uh, he was crushed. Um, I don't know. Has any? I don't know if any of you have seen the movie. Um, um, was a rebound, uh, the story of Earl Manigault. And uh, he's one of the best basketball players in New York who never made it. And there's this scene um, where uh, his girl, he, he gets kicked out of high school for smoking weed. And then they send him to this alternative school. He meets this girl. She He gets her pregnant. She tells him that he's pregnant. And he says, yeah. why does f up stuff keep happening to me? Mm. And he starts to tear up. And that's what Chris' mental mind state was. Now, what I what I was charged with doing in this moment because he in this at that time he was he wanted to give up. Like honestly, he didn't want to pursue anything else. He didn't want to do anything else. He just wanted to come home. And um, um, I, I said to him, I said, "Why do things keep happening to you?" I said, "Why you keep doing dumb stuff?" I said, "You making these decisions." It ain't, yes, it, it's a bad, you, yes, somebody did something that caused you to do this. But I've always told you, it's never, it's never the infraction, it's the reaction. Like whatever, however you react to what somebody does, edge. Right. 
Right. So now, no matter what, yes, she was jacked up for what she did. But now, because this has shown the light, right. all the other little stuff you did that yeah. was minor, and they were kind of going, okay, we can get past that. Okay, we can get past that. Now you done did something big. Now it's like, you know, we can't get past that. And now it brings up everything else. So now when um, they said that uh, no, nobody has better investigators than the nobody has better investigators than the NFL. So when they come and start poking around, yeah. this is what happened. You know what I'm saying? So now all of your stuff comes out, and they're going, okay, now nah, we can't do anything with that. Um, so he, but I will say, you know, it it was through that talk that, um, and it was on him completely. Like I would like to say, I guided. I was like, I I aided. But he always had whatever it was that was great in him. And he always could make the right decision. He just always made the wrong decision. And it was just, he just would always make uh, bad ones. And so now um, we just, like, really, his mental state now is a lot better than it was then. I can imagine. So he transferred schools. And then um, after this, we're going to go into Big Mama's segment and come back. But he transferred schools. And now he's got to prove himself. New team, new coach. You know, um, he wasn't the season, new start, new beginning. You're not the star there. So, Chris, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, dad fed me up to everything that happened. So now you're transferred to a new school, a new college, a new, new guy on the block, a new coach, new, new everything. How was that transition for you? It was, honestly, it, that transition was hard. It, it was very hard to um, go from like being able to train how I needed to train every day at the D1 to down to a D2 to where I literally had to do everything on my own, like literally everything. Like it was just the same sources basically that I did at Liberty and I wasn't used to that. So I, I basically didn't, didn't prepare myself as I needed to. And I went in there thinking, you know, everybody was sorry. They wasn't on my level. Like I can just go in there and dominate them without preparing. So it was it was just I'm in there with a with the wrong mindset. So So how that did that season a, that go? Was, um that season it was it was it was a down season for me. Um it was a down season. Um I barely played like I barely played when I tell you there's games where I'm I was I, I played three plays literally whole games like imagine like I was a starter at a D1, like playing every down to going to a D2, barely playing. Like it was, it was tough. It was tough on my mind. It had me thinking, like, it had me thinking for a second, like, do I really want to play football? Like, like it had me, it had me going through a depressed time. But, you know, I just had to find a way to fight through it. Wow. You mentally, that was, that had to have been tough. So, Okay. Yeah, now. I mean, I'm just thinking about you. You, it was yours at a place that you almost had to self motivate yourself to continue to fight. And so, whereas you was at a place where people, you had those coaches there that was telling you everything you needed to do, be here, do this, 
and but at this school you had to do it on your own and and so that's where the struggle uh came in so what yeah, can yeah, you that... what can you tell someone else that is an, another athlete who may be in that position right now now that you've gone through it what would you tell someone else that's at a d because you know some kids just look at it as an opportunity the fact that they get to play and they don't necessarily care where they at so what kind of words would you encourage um to say someone else that at a d13 school had you had that opportunity because you had that opportunity now um someone i can i'll just tell them to find a reason why um find a reason why they get up every day to, to go play the sport that they love I mean, you know, everyone there's a reason you're getting up at five o'clock in the morning to go run sprints and things like that. Um, there's a reason you're doing it. So, the reason why is a child is just because you want to get away um, from from um, just find your reason why. And once you find that reason why, just attack it, attack it, you, just attack the, every opportunity that you get. And never take it for granted. Every opportunity that you get, never take it. That's good. That's good. All right. So listen, Coach and Chris, we're going to come back. You guys don't leave. We're going to bring Big Mama up. She's going to do her segment because there's a few more questions because we want to get up to now, you know, the changes that have been made and the opportunities that you have now and, and stuff. So, all right, Big Mama, where are you at? Can you guys hear me? Okay. I know, Brian. Let me make sure I'm clear. <clears throat> All right, ladies. It's um, It's been birthday weekend. Ooh-wee, the turn up for Big Mama was real. Do you hear me? Um, Friday was the day, March 6th. Pisces um, had a nice little party Thursday night. Um, uh, saw Ross came up and showed out ski week to those that were there. Uh, we had a good time. I don't have much because I'm really enjoying coach E and Chris's story. So I'm gonna make sure that I give, uh, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna, I'll take four minutes and try to get this done real quick. Um, I don't have much, but Tim Tebow. Tim got reassigned today, uh, the other day to the minors. The Mets reassigned him down, shifted him back down to the minors. Tim, I just want you to find you a good little church home, get you a good little youth ministry, and just let all this other ride. This has been a long time. We've been hanging in there with you, but baby, just go on and get you a good little youth ministry and just live your life. Because you keep doing this, this up and down. I don't know, Tim. Just just get your little lead team and then just go from there. But um, on to the NBA. Oh, on Friday night it was the Bucks. Today it was the Clippers. It's nothing been but the Lake Show, baby. I'm telling you, West Coast Cali style. The King was in the house and he did his thing. I tell you, that was the best game too. I didn't get to see Friday, but to, uh, today. Uh, I was trying to recuperate, and I was was not going to leave until I saw my Lakers do their thing. And so, shout out to the Lake Show 
for doing what they need to do and going on to uh, what's to come. So we'll see how that goes. But I always leave you with the word for our student athletes, for our parents. Uh, and I'm just going to reiterate this. You have to sit and think, how bad do I want it? Do you want it bad enough to get up and do your routines in the morning without anybody saying you need to be at practice? Uh, do you want to do it uh, Sunday nights in the backyard without anybody saying going through your drills? Uh, you have to decide for yourself, how bad do I want it? Then when it comes down to D1, D2, wherever you want to go, what you want to do, you have to make sure that you put in the work. So if you put in the work, who knows what could happen? But the ultimate question that you have to answer is how bad Shucks, look at Big Mama. It was two minutes. All right, back at you girls and Coach E and Chris. Y'all, listen, I was in the green room area rolling with Big Mama. Said, <laughs> Just go and um get a little small church. I said, oh, wow. And sit down. Because yeah. <laughs> we tired. I'm a Tebow fan. I'm a Tebow. I love Tebow. It was funny how she said it. Just get you a little. I love that Tebow loved the Lord, but I'm tired. I need Tebow to go on and do whatever he's going to do. Because this up and down is just taking me to. I'm tired. We've been pulling in for you, but I don't know. We've been believing God for a long time. This thing is not your ministry. You need to go on and do something different. Okay, I heard Big Mama there right here on Kelly. Listen, Tim Tebow, call Big Mama. Oh, Shannon, shout out to um to your husband for his win on yesterday. Now, did y'all talk about that? Because um coach came home telling me, guess what? Guess what? What? I was waiting for Karen to he get He said out. my boy came in second. So listen, he was all excited. Listen, he, he ran a 200. Shout out to Gene. Listen, that joker hit that corner on that 200. He was coming. And then all of a sudden, his face expression was like, I'm about to stop. I'm about to stop. And we were yelling, run, baby, run. And his face was like, I'm about to stop. I'm about to stop. Boy, it was funny. He said, oh, I didn't prepare for this. I said, Lord, have mercy. It was, it, it, was it, was, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. I, I want to say one thing about the Senior Olympics. Listen, there was a 92-year-old man out there, and his division took first place. And you know what I saw? I saw people living um, all ages. Yes. They, they, you know, they were, all of them were giving each other high five and encouraging each other. It wasn't about race. It wasn't about, it was clean competition, if that makes sense. And it was a gratefulness yeah. that I'm 92 and I still can run. Or I'm yeah. 78 and I still can run. So you felt a grateful honor to be out competing, and it was just clean fun. And they were cute. And then, and then um, one of the directors, Miss Janet, we're gonna have her on our show. It was funny because she said there was a 78, 72, or 78 yeah. year old woman in the basketball wow. tournament hit 13 Whoa. threes. I said, can somebody call Stephen Curry? Yes. She said 13, 13. I said 13. She said 13. She's in a league. She's on a league. I said, wow. can somebody call Stefan? He said, yeah. she, you had to see how she was doing. She's like, she was bouncing, dropping threes. I said, what? 
but she said they love it and they're living life. And so to see yes. that was an honor for me, yeah. you know, yeah. it was. So yeah. we had a good time. Karen, we, we laughed, boy. I love my husband, but he was hitting that, he hit that too. And he was coming and he was trucking and his face was like, I'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but he brought it home. He was like, you ain't gonna beat me. Now, he crossed that line. He brought that first place right. home. Now, yeah. he, look, he get across the line talking about, we got any ups and saw that home. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's all right, Gene. You did the doggone thing. Oh, <laughs> That's what's good. It was good. So, anyway, thanks, Big Mama. We're going to bring our guests back. Um, we want to, we got some more things we will say. We love you. And um, so, can we bring our guests back on? All right, Coach English and Chris. Yeah. This, is, this is, this is, this is, where Chris go? Chris, where you at? All there right. So listen, this is, um, I really like this segment and, and um, I, we need to do more of them because you, your story is so powerful. I mean, just the one. And I knew you were from, from listening and talking to your dad, you were just trying to defend yourself. And you know, the, the thing about it is you just wanted her to stop. That's it. But in the end, it turned on you and, and not thinking the process through hurt you, but yet it's not over because you, you have an opportunity now to take this, this situation. Um, when your dad called and we were talking about it. And, and so he was telling me, he said, you know, he's working at, um, cause he was talking about Jordan because Jordan didn't be in a situation like this, but Jordan's situation, just being undrafted and free agent and having to work and, you know, um, going to, you know, being popular in high school to get into OU and starting off. And then his was dealing with injuries. But it was like, how do I get in front of this that for me mentally? And so in talking to your dad, we were talking about, you know, you know, working at a gym and working out and taking this platform now and speaking to other young people because you're not the first or the last who's ever going to make a decision like this. So now let's talk about that. How do what it, what is your steps now to help young people? understand the importance of one, not taking your fame or your opportunities for granted. And then two, um, the decisions you make, even when it comes to dating, you know, because if I think if you would have known a glimpse of what you was going to go through with this girl, if you would have had like a glimpse, you would have been like, nah, chick, I'm out. Like, mm -mm, don't even ask for my number. Because I already saw the future and you trouble. But how do you help other young men to be more, or he left. Okay, so how does how do we help other young men? Um, or what was your conversation with him, Coach English, about making better decisions? Um what what happens, I think, um nowadays with younger people um is they 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 lack the um they don't honor the value in courtship. Um, there's no time uh, taken when they're courting um, a young lady. They go from, hey, we're gonna go and do this, and then now we're together. Um, now we're in a relationship. You know, um, 
one date and then relationship or one day I don't want a relationship, but we're going to be together every day. And, and they don't value courtship um, as they should. And I don't to, so I, I try to have open conversations with the boy about, about women ever since for a very long time. But for the most part, he had been with the same girl for a long time. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you, I think that's kind of a part of what affected this decision to do this because um he had been with the same girl for you're talking about five five going on six years so all of his teenage years was with one girl and so now he hits this fame people are coming at him him and his girl are broken up so now i'm gonna live but he's only used to being in a relationship so for him everything is kind of treated like a relationship even though he didn't want it you see what I'm saying? So, right. well, there you go. You back. You can talk for yourself. Chris, did you, <laughs> did you, My, I, did you ever, huh? I was, I was going to say, did you ever think when you hit that place to, of fame? You can you hear? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me I now? A little bit. Yes, Okay. Did you ever think when you hit that one place of fame that after you, that you're now, I always tell Jordan, you're now a dollar sign. So the person that was with you from, you know, um, high school, 10th grade, and you broke up, anyone after that, you are now a dollar sign. Did you ever think that, did you ever stop to think, okay, do you, are you really like me or do you see me as a dollar sign? Did you ever compare the situation from the first relationship and now you're getting ready to get into a second one? Do you understand what I'm asking? Or was it, or was uh, it I, like, I, I, I'm Chris? Okay. Was it like, I'm Chris, I'm, you know, I got it going on. I'm, I'm the, you know, the top QB, the women is coming after me. Was it like that? Or was it like, did you ever just stop and think about the next move you were about to make when getting in a relationship? You say that I ever stop and think about now? The next move it, it, when you were getting ready to get into this relationship. Okay, okay, I'm gonna ask you, Coach English. <laughs> yeah. Tell him to stay there. Tell him just stay there. Don't just mute it. Just tell him mute it. Okay. So, did he ever? Did you guys ever have that conversation? Like, did you ever really think about, or now these women are coming after you because you're a dollar sign? You know what I mean? You're like. You're popular. You're you're the possible next go-to in the draft. You know, did you ever have that kind of conversation with him? That conversation wasn't only about with him about the females. It was with him about people friending him. It was about it was about adding people adding him on on social media. It was about you know about family member. Chris, mute your phone. Use your phone. Um, it was about um, people um, just wanting to be his friend. Girls, like we had the conversation consistently. Um, but I do believe that um, where I felt like I thought I had said enough and I backed off because I think that young man, you could teach them and then you, you have to allow them to make their own their, their own decisions and and as right. as adults like i can't 
you're talking about 20, 19, 20 years old. If I'm still holding your hand and I've been holding it for the last seven years, like I, I, I can't continue to do that because then you never come into your own. And do I sometimes regret that? I, I, I wouldn't say regret it, but I sometimes go, maybe I should have held on a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but um, I did. I, I think that we had the conversations that needed to be had, um, but it's hard. It's, it's hard for a man in those situations to have to, to, to go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Coach, I got you. I got you. I got you. And then here yeah. we go. And, and now you calling me and I'm like, what did I tell you? Like, I, we, I talked to you about this. And yeah. so, you know, uh, what I will say is he's always owned it. He's, he's yeah. always owned it. Like he, he's never said I didn't do, or they, he's always owned the situation. He's always owned his decisions. He may try to defend it, but he's always owned it. He's, he, he doesn't, he hasn't lied about um, the stuff. So I, I, I respect him and I respect him in that sense. Um, but I do know that we talked consistently about these decisions and people coming for him. And like I said, it wasn't just about women. It was about, you know, friends that you may make. Um, people, you think these people in a bar don't know who you are? You know, you think that this, this young lady passing you in the mall doesn't know who you are? Your face is plastered on almost everything that Liberty has in the town. And in Lynchburg, Virginia, Liberty is the town. So, you know, I mean, you can act like you, you, you're ignorant to the fact that these people know who you are, but they see the fame, they see the rise. You got to just... You got to keep the grass cuts. You watch out for the snakes, basically. Yeah, I like that. Keep the grass cut. So, um, yeah. man, I wish we really, I, I you know, hate that. I, I, can't have Chris. We may have to bring him back because I, oh. everybody needs to hear his story. Literally, they oh. need to hear him speak. Um, and what I would, go ahead. His, Shannon, um, if we could set up another, if we could set up another, even if it's next week, I'll make sure he's here in the studio. And it'll just be him. I won't even be on. Um, you could just do it. It'll be just be him. Um, and we can set it. Like I said, if, if y'all want to continue it next week, I'll make sure he's here in studio and we'll get it done. Um, okay. okay. Cause Cause they, they, it's important that they hear him as an athlete and they can what, tell what happened. You're hearing from dad's side um, because it was an emotional. Um, as a parent, did you ever just break down? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, a little bit, um, and, and it's about him. But uh, from my standpoint, uh, I took when I took Chris in. Um, I took Chris in right after, uh, at the chagrin of my ex-wife, and take my decision to take Chris in uh, was one of the things that I, I was in a bad marriage, and it kind of the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Um, and so, me and him uh, moved into. Um, a home uh and uh we got a, got a nice apartment and um and it, my ex-wife said basically if you're going to take care of somebody else's child don't worry about yours um and i haven't seen my i haven't seen my two kids by my ex-wife in a while <laughs> i got divorced about 2000 and jesus eight and i've probably seen them three times since then um oh 2011 now that's the story right there um and uh, but it, it it has always been something in me when it came to Chris um, that I knew 
that if I didn't do something, I don't know if I would have been able to live with myself. If something, if I didn't do something and something was to happen to him, I don't know if I would have been able to live with myself. So for me, um, I never sacrificed anything that I sacrificed because I saw him going to the NFL or I saw him going to the NBA. Um, I saw a young black man, uh, a young black kid at the time, um, who I thought just was, like I said earlier in the show, his energy is just infectious. I know he's going in and out, but you know, you can feel it yeah. coming off of him that he's just a lovable person. Um, he, he can upset you now, but <laughs> he's just such a, a lovable person. Yeah. So many times I wanted to choke him on a lot. Um, but <laughs> so when everything kind of snowballed, um, yeah, I did um, break down at times because I, to a certain degree, I kind of had blamed myself um, a little bit because I felt like I should have continued to stay more involved in his decision making, but I also felt like I had to allow him to be a man. And not only that, but then on top of that, his biological father was back in the picture. And it's not like his dad was not a dad because he was a Debbie. His dad was in a particular situation that he couldn't be around. And I kind of just was a filler for a spot until his dad. So I wanted to reintegrate that relationship because that relationship was more important than my relationship with him. It was way more important. So I kind of had to back myself out of the situation. Um, and now, mind you, me and his dad are really, I, I love his dad to death. And, you know, he's doing everything he can. And he's done everything he could. Um, I just think, and, and it, I'm, I'm wording everything correctly because um, I don't want anything to come out wrong. Um, I just think that, you know, sometimes people aren't equipped to deal with certain things. And I feel like, so in the moment, I felt like I should have, kind of kept my hand on the pulse a little bit more right i wanted i wanted chris to i wanted chris to be a man and i and i kept saying i can't i can't keep holding his hand i just can't i can't keep holding his hand and chris kind of to a certain degree we got into it a little bit one time and it, it, you could feel that he wanted me to kind of back up you know he wanted me to back up off of him and i think that that's that man i'm in college man just let me be and it was just like I, I, I saw the finish line. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he did. Right. I, well, you, know. you can't. You know, it, it's it's one of those things, and, and it's understandable. You know, especially when when your kid goes to college and they're like this number one recruit, and you know the fame, and so they they got this swagger, like I'm here. Um, let me do me, and then boom, they hit a bump, and it's like, uh, mom, dad, it's like. <laughs> Really? Not, now you want to call me at two o'clock in the morning with what? I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, but somewhere you, you, you did something very well because even in the midst of this, it still kept him grounded, if I could say it like that, because it didn't take him out or it didn't cause him to do something even more crazy. Um, so I, I think, you know, just the fact that the parents can hear your side because it's always two sides right so it's the athlete side mentally and then there's the parent side mentally so I think on this episode we're hearing more of um, the father side um, mm. and usually when things happen it's always a mother a single mother that has to go through it but to hear a father goes through it with his son and watching allegations that could have turned really ugly um is is I'm glad we're able to hear this, and so um, and the fact that you 
you you never um, try to 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 push his dad out. You no, no, I, but it was, that that me, right there is is is. You see, the thing yeah. the thing is always yeah, it's, it's a team like, effort. Yeah. Right, it's a team effort. It was a team effort between me and his dad. Um, you know, it was just, hey, man, listen, we're not gonna let him fail. You know, we're not gonna let him fail. Um, and I mean, to this day, if his dad sees me, gives me a hug. First thing, <laughs> I'm not a big hugger, but he gives me a hug, and and he consistently says thank you. Um, and I just tell him, you know, we're good. You know, I, I, we're good. You know, and he's 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 been consistent in Chris's life, and that's all he's been. That's I mean, matter of fact, that's that, you know that's where Chris is living now, and where he is is he staying. Him and Dad are living together now. Um, and so it's just, it, it, it's a team effort between me and him. Um, and I, I, and he's been great. And I, I just really think um, his support system has always been there, but we also wanted him to be a man. And I just think that we had to take our hands off a little bit and allow him to be a man. You know, you could tell somebody the stove is hot all day, but until they touch it, you know, they just, yeah. they just, they just think it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, but like I said earlier, you know, you know, when you when you hit that ground, um, you usually hit it on your back and you're looking up. And so there ain't nowhere to go but up. You get up and start dust yourself off and start moving forward. And that's where we're trying to head to now. So listen, for all who just came on, we're talking about making the wrong, you know, that one decision that changed everything. We're going to have Chris actually come back um, because you got to hear his story from him as an athlete, um, making a decision that cost him everything. And now he's in a fight um, for his destiny. It's not over because now he has an opportunity to get in front and help other young people make better decisions. Um, being in the wrong relationship, hanging with the wrong people, you it it can cost you. You 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 know one minute you're here and that one decision will drop you. It doesn't like just little drop you. It literally drops you to the ground. And this one decision dropped him to the ground where you go from, you know possibly all American to, you know, you're like his, his dad said, your name is plastered all over the TV, all over the town. Um, if, like I said, if you don't know who he is, go to YouTube and Google it. I mean, and um, watch his footage because there was one catch he did. I was like, did that joker just catch it with one hand and he close to the end zone? I mean, I was like, is we Michael Jordan in this? You know, and, and it was in front of someone, you know, he intercepted with one hand. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. So I, I, you know, to his interview and to the write-up and I was like, you were just like, man, he was right there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was just like right there from being drafted to bam, you know? And wow. so it's it's a powerful story, which I believe um, just from our time of, you know, before we came on the show, just kind of talking to him a little bit. He's a humble, you know, this humbled him. This humbled him. That's why I, I really want us to talk to him too now because he's learning now how to take back his destiny. He's learning how to fight for his future and, and he's still young and it's not over. And so, um, and to have the support system of two men in his life is even more powerful, you know, and 
you know, on both ends that are fighting for him. So this is, this has been good, you know, Coach English. Thank you for joining us. I mean, thank Karen, you. we gotta have him back. We yes. gotta he's gotta tell his side. It's so yeah, no problem. to hear his side. Um, hey, listen, just give me the date. Uh it, like I said, if you want to set it up, we'll set it up afterwards and I'll make sure that he's here so that we can definitely get him on clear. Um yeah. and, uh, and so that y'all can hear him and, and really fully get his reactions. Cause I'm I'm just giving you, like you said, I'm just giving you how I felt and what he told me he felt. Um, and I just think that um, we got to be able to get him like to hear it from him and the emotion that was spill off on me that was spilled to me. I can't duplicate that. So yeah. um, I, I, I would, I would much rather have, we had done <laughs> that. We had got the audit and everything straight, but uh, yeah. uh, so my apologies on that, but it will be definitely uh, uh, you, I would love that for you guys to have him on and, and, and so he can get an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Our, um, okay. Mr. Williams said, um, could you, what did he say? What did Mr. Williams say? I just saw his post go through. Oh, don't give up. Don't Let give up. Know. Don't give up. That's right. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Karen, you got something. Uh, uh, no, I'm just, um, I'm glad I finally got on. Um, but, uh, you guys, I, I can't wait to, really talk to him because I, I have so many questions to ask and I was one of those mom uh, parent where uh, my son's girlfriend went out to college with with my son so I was <laughs> I was listening to you saying that the girl went out to college I wanted to ask you about that I didn't <laughs> want that <laughs> I'm like no he needs to go off to be a man but uh, yeah. their relationship broke up <laughs> I'm gonna say this I think um, without her there uh, Chris probably doesn't make it to junior year, so that's wow. a that's a testament to the type of young lady um, she was and is and still is because um, she still is in his life as, as a friend. Um, uh, she's a, a wonderful young lady, and you know sometimes relationships, you know, high school relationships don't work. Sometimes they just you don't yeah. end up being cool sweetheart that gets married. Um, it's just the fact of some people's reality, um, but they have a child together um, and and they're doing the best they can to co-parent. Um, and I think that she was able to, cause in high school she was his, Hey, now, you know, coach get on you if you don't do this. And she was the one who, when they got to college that would call me, Hey man, Chris, he doing this. So I need you to call him. Or I remember one time I popped up on him. <laughs> like I drove up to, the, <laughs> I drove to Lynchburg about what, five, six hours and just popped up on him and said, Hey man, Yana done call me. What are we doing? <laughs> you know, right? And I, I told him the last thing you want is to see me. And I got a really close friend. I call him my brother. Uh, we call him Doc. I said the last thing you want is for me and Doc to roll up on you because he's really <laughs> and Doc didn't put his hands on Chris before. So he's like, <laughs> we rolled up to that campus and uh, he's like, Cole, what you doing here? I said, Y'all call. What's going on? And you know, um. It was that type of thing. But if she hadn't been there, um, she kept him on to where after they broke up, um, he was able to continue to navigate and uh, at least be successful in the classroom. Um, he still, like I said, still made bad decisions. But um, like I said, that one second, the click of that finger, you know, when they said, uh, don't press in, think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Don't press in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, can you delete, you know, 
with the technology, <laughs> you can go delete the text, but if they receive it, yeah, still, you yeah, you delete it on your end, but they already got it on the other end. <laughs> they already got it. So, uh, it's it. But, you know, my hat's off to the young, um, the ex-girlfriend for sticking through with him and not using um, the baby situation. You know, the fact that they have a baby against him because you have a lot of females, especially when, you know, a relationship, they break up and then, you know, the guy moves on or the girl moves on and, you know, it's back and forth things. So I, I have to, if they're still friends, I have to give her props for that. Um, it, ain't, it ain't been roses, but, uh, they, <laughs> but they, I, I think uh, as young people, um, you're going to have issues. Um, yeah. Shoot, adults have issues. <laughs> I mean, older people have issues co-parenting. Um, so there's right. there's going to be issues. It's going to be back and forth. It's new. They're new parents. Um, and so, well, not newly, not now, but you know, they're two years yeah. in, and I, I think that um, they're 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 finally starting to accept some things um about their situation, which is mm -hmm. making it easier on them co-parenting. Um. But you know, it's, it's not all. It's not. But the fact that they they continue to be open to each other, to dialogue and communication, um, it works for them. Yeah, it works for them. Very important. Yeah. So, listen, yeah. this is your girl. You got something, Karen? No. Oh, we're gonna get them back on. We're gonna get yeah, them back we, on. We're gonna do part yeah. two if we can next week because we have to do part two. You gotta hear his story. You gotta you gotta see the expression uh, when you're talking to him. Yeah. Because this is his journey, you know, and and if his story can help the next young man um, yeah. make better decisions, listen, athletes, one text, all it takes is one text, one tweet, getting mad at social media or something somebody said on social media, one clap back, as they say, and it can cost you because Coach English is right, you know, with our son being in the NFL. Um, they literally dissect you. I mean, he was like, mom, they was asking, this is like when he first went, right? And they were like, mama, they want to know what you did. They was researching you. And, you know, and at the time I was um, divorced and remarried. Um, and so they was like asking all kinds of questions, what you do, what dad did. And, and I'm like, oh my God. He goes, they literally dissect you. Um, and so, you know, on this situation, all they have to see is female issue. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. One, even though it was you were defending yourself and it was just a text. Right. So it wasn't like a fight. It wasn't like an abusive situation. It was a text. And it was like draft was like, nope, sorry. That's how crucial this thing is. And so yeah. we have to help our young people understand making these decisions or getting in these relationships. You, you got to think, you know, hanging with the wrong person, just being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And when you're when you're an athlete and you're at that high of a status, you can't afford. You have to be careful. So, yeah, we, we got to we got to have him back, Karen. We got to talk to him. We got to hear his story. So, well, this is your girl, Shannon. I can't we talk sports. Listen, we will be going live tomorrow evening while we driving down the highway to Houston. 
what? Okay, so we're headed to Houston this week. We got a big, uh, uh, listen, we got a massive opportunity. Kawasaka, I wish you was in the car with us. Oh, man, I'm telling you. God, I wish you was in the car with us. You listen, listen. I Listen, let me just introduce myself. <laughs> I am your co-host, Kawashika. Thank y'all for joining Can We Talk Sports. It's been a struggle. I've been trying to get on this show. Oh, God. But um, yes, ma'am, I, I definitely want to go to Houston. Oh, my God. We just talked about it last weekend, uh, last show, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, like I'm, I, and you know what I said, I said, Monique, I need to meet you. We can you, kidnap you. You did. We're going to kidnap you. What I say? Listen, listen. I can't say too much on social media. I just learned something. <laughs> Be careful. But listen, yes. <laughs> so look, you know we gonna call you and 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 go live yeah. in our journey. Um, so we're super excited to go down there and meet the CEO Absolutely. and the owner. I'm the CEO of uh, Mixed Gender Basketball yes. and the owner of the Houston team. Monique, so um, I'm so that's, excited. That's amazing. I'm yes, so that is so amazing. To, God is answering our prayers. Yes, thank you. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. yes. yes. We're, we're out there, and and even at the uh, senior track meet, we had an opportunity to meet Miss um, Janet, which had been working for the Dallas Recreation for twenty something years. Um, oh wow. You got to hear her story. You know, she she's got some NBA family members and NFL family members. And wow. we were able to meet the um, the president or the owner over the uh, the boss over the Senior Olympics and his connections. And so he was like, he, can we talk sports to to interview some of his um, youth and his seniors? And so we're like, hey, you we we're let's go. go. What? Let's go. Let's go. What? What? Listen dealership if there is a dealership out there that want to fund us you better ask somebody this. i'm gonna put it out there if there is a dealership out there who wants to fund us a vehicle to travel in we we'll drive it <laughs> we'll put your logo on the side of it with the can we talk yes. and we will go down the road you better ask somebody yes. so absolutely so you know i had to put it out there but anyway thanks you're welcome. You know, I got, I got you. I got you. We're going to put that plug out there. Oh, but, looking for traveling sponsors. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Sponsor they out there. Hey, they watching. They watching. Yeah, they are. You can hit us up at canwetalksports at gmail.com. And we would love to take sponsorships to travel because it's time. We got to get out there and tell these stories. Stories right. like Chris. Um, I got another about a young man who's in a, in a similar situation, but a little worse than Chris um, situation. So we gotta we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about yeah. it. You know. Um, right. So yeah. All right, All right, you guys. But anyway, this is. Go watch your game. Hey, this is. He just made a touchdown, y'all. Okay. Jump! I couldn't jump because I'm on the show. And okay, and we can let but you that's all right. Jump now! Jump now! Right. <laughs> <laughs>
I gotta give y'all a secret real quick. Do you know why Jordan can move like he can move? Because all them belt whoopings, I was. I know that's right. You can. He said, "My he no, no. That's right. what I used to tell my son in, in Colorado. Uh, my son Kadari, I used to always because he said, "Mama, I used to get the most whoopers." I said, "Look at Chanel, baby. <laughs> Look where you at, baby. Yeah, hey, hey. yeah, you yeah. Fast, right? Like, the- <laughs> <laughs> y'all know. I'm gonna let y'all go on that one. Anyway, we gotta go. We will talk to you guys on Monday as we go live on our journey to. Houston. this is your girl Shannon. Thank, Thank you, Mister Miller. Yes, and thank you, Mr. Miller. And we will talk yes. to you. And your co host. Yes. Yes. Thank All you. Right. Bye. Good night. Good night.